Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you for taking a moment to join us as we take a look at the book. We're going to be studying about the alignment of the nations. God brought the nations into existence about 4,500 years ago. It was soon after the flood when Nimrod, in defiance and disobedience to God, went to a place on the Euphrates River called Babylon, and he established his kingdom, a one-world government under a one-world power, his name King Nimrod. Well, you'll find out all about that, and then how God spread mankind across the world and established the nations. By the way, in the book of Genesis, we see the beginnings of how the nations would align themselves against the Jewish nation of Israel in the last days. That's what this series is all about. It's a five-hour audio series on CD entitled Alignment of the Nations. We're going to take a moment right now and listen to the third in the five-hour series entitled Ishmael to Islam. We'll come to a better understanding of how Abraham's first son would be the father, not of the Arab world, but of the Islamic world. This is a study that you need to have to understand the times in which we're living. Let's listen now to Ishmael to Islam, and we'll come back and tell you how you can get your own series from our website or by calling our toll-free number. But right now, Ishmael to Islam. Not only were they a tribal lifestyle, they had a violent lifestyle, they had an occultic lifestyle. Have you ever heard of the city of Mecca or Medina? You know what Mecca is? Mecca is a city of, in Saudi Arabia that has been there for thousands and thousands of years. In the center of Mecca, according to Islamic tradition, Abraham built the Kaaba. You know what that is? That's a, a, a square-shaped object that's about 22 feet high. It's solid black, and it sits, uh, maybe if you've seen some pictures of them making a pilgrimage, making the Hajj, that's what it's called, H-A-J, the Hajj to the city of Mecca. Well, you know what that was prior to Islam? That was the locations for all the gods. You see, Ishmael and his descendants evolved into an occultic, satanic, demonic worship. There were 360 gods set on top of this Kaaba in Mecca. Mecca was on the trade route. All from Egypt, all from Jordan, all from Assyria would come by Mecca, and they would stop in Mecca, became a center for all of religious worship, occultic religious worship, demonology, witchcraft, all of that, that God, do you remember in the book of Deuteronomy, what does God say? He says, take anybody involved in witchcraft, in uh, divination, dividing for water, ever seen anybody do that? Take a fork stick and look for that's satanic, friend. You know what he told them? To, stargazers? Fortune tellers? 
He's talking about these people that had gone to Saudi Arabia. Study the book of Deuteronomy. That's what he's telling them. Don't you have that lifestyle. Separate yourself from them. If anybody's involved in what they're doing, you know what I'm going to do? I want you to take them to the edge of town and burn them to death. That's pretty tough judgment God gives <coughs> to the people. And the whole purpose for giving him this information is that's what Ishmael had moved into when he goes into the Arabian desert to live a tribal life, to live a life that is violent, and to live an occultic life. Visions. They, uh, you know what the number one God in Mecca was prior to Islam? The moon God. You know what his name was? Allah. Allah, the moon god, before Islam ever came into existence. Now let me tell you about the components of Islam. First, the god. I just mentioned his name. The god Allah. It's an Arabic word. It was before Mos Islam came into existence, before any Muslim was around. You know what the symbol for Islam is? The crescent moon this moon god was worshipped by these people Allah worshipped a moon god let me make a statement to you friend and don't you get this confused Allah is not another name for the god that we know for the Muslim people don't you dare let anybody tell you that Allah is a god different altogether you see, he doesn't have the attributes of our God. Love, grace, mercy, purity. Allah basically says in the Quran, if a young man gives his life in jihad, holy war, he goes to the seventh heaven and has all the sensual pleasures that he could desire for eternity. Allah is not God that we know in another name. That's one of the components of Islam. Second component, the Koran. The Koran supposedly, Gabriel the archangel appeared to Muhammad there in Mecca and gives him his word, the Koran. You know what the Koran says about our Bible? Our Bible has been perverted. Our Bible was written to show that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. And the Koran says Jesus Christ was only a prophet. He was not the Son of God, never born of a virgin, never died. It was somebody else that died in his place, never resurrected, and is not coming again. The Koran, supposedly perfect Arabic. It is the most discombobulated Arabic anybody's ever read. If anybody ever translates the Koran from Arabic to English, but that Arabic which is used to write the Koran is totally imperfect. It says a lot about some of the personalities that we know, Moses, Daniel, Calls them all prophets, Jesus, but never calls them. What it says is that there is a prophet 
and his name is, and here's the third component, Mohammed, the prophet. Mohammed was a member of one of those tribes, the Keresh tribe. You know who their main god was? Guess, Allah. <laughs> Allah, the moon god. And he was totally sold out to the occult. Had visions of what was supposed to happen. He supposedly received the Quran. He never wrote it down. He made the statements. Others wrote it down later after he left. You know what you have to do to uh, even be considered by Allah for eternal life? They do believe in eternal life. Number one, you have to confess that Allah is the one supreme God and his earthly representative was Muhammad the only prophet and the last of the prophets. Second thing you have to do is pray five times a day facing towards Mecca. Third thing you have to do is, is make certain that you fast on Ramadan, which is 30 days around the month of February, which was commemorating the time that Allah gave the Quran to Muhammad, or sent the angel Gabriel to give it to him fourth thing you have to do is you have to give alms to those who are poor. Fifth thing you have to do is you have to be involved in jihad. Somebody that does not believe you are commanded to force them to believe or to rid the world of them the components of Islam. Ishmael the father, Islam the faith. What about Islam in the future? Well, what has brought the Islamic faith to its great popularity today? Let me tell you what it is. It's every time we drive into a gas station and say, fill her up. Every single time. No time, and listen to me, no time in history has it been just like this. Oh, I can remember, some of you here probably can remember, but I can remember when gasoline was 21 cents a gallon. 14? <laughs> Holy mackerel. <laughs> that must have been before cars. <laughs> but, I mean, and you know what? That has been the reason that the Islamic world has come to power. Dr. John Walbert wrote a book, Armageddon Oil and the Middle East Crisis. Oil plays such a unique role. What was it that made President George Bush form a coalition to go over there and stop Saddam Hussein when he went into Kuwait and was headed towards Saudi Arabia? It, not, it was not because he was taking over a people. It's because the oil deposits of the world were coming in jeopardy. I want you to know something. They've taken those oil monies. I'm talking about billions and billions and trillions of dollars that they have accumulated because of all of us driving in the gas station and say, fill it up, and being able to have the freedom to travel any place we want to and use all the gas we want to. They have become multi, un unbelievable, multi-multi-billionaires. They've invested money. But let me just say something. Here's love in the future is going to be in a hurt, though it is expanding faster than any other religion in the world. Let me tell you what's going to happen. New technology is going to be introduced. And we're going to see oil prices take a dive. Because we're not going to stand to be held 
hostage by people who produce oil. One of the most exciting things I've ever heard in my life is the oil exploration going on in Israel right now. <laughs> Listen to this. You know where it's going on? At the Dead Sea. At the southern end of the Dead Sea, I have talked with the personnel, the people that are exploring it there, the Israel National Oil Company, INOC, they have gone down deep enough to determine the greatest oil deposits in the world are at the southern end of the Dead Sea. Now, it makes great logic because, you know what, that, that was where Saudi Arabia was. Uh, excuse me, Sodom and Gomorrah was. You know what happened there. It was, it, oil just bubbled up out of the ground there, threw it up, and it's unbelievable. And, and you know what? They say that it's called deep stick oil. Now, listen to me. Here's the Dead Sea. And... Uh, Here's all these other, Saudi Arabia, all these other major Arab countries up here. At higher levels, Saudi Arabia, uh, Dead Sea, the lowest part of the world. It's just like when you go over here and take a glass of Coke or something, you put a straw on the top of it, you start to extract the Coke from the bottom of the glass, and the level of the Coke starts to go down in the top of the glass. <laughs> Be just like God to drop an oil well in the Dead Sea and suck all the oil out of these other countries. <laughs> I love it. By the way, that could be a hook that God is putting in the jaw, Ezekiel chapter 38, to bring him in to get that oil deposit. Uh, take you to Israel. I'll show you where I'm talking about. But the monies of these Arab countries, of these Islamic countries, are going to start to dissipate. What's their method? Thank you for taking a moment to take a look at the book with us. This is the third in a study from a five-part audio series on CD entitled Alignment of the Nations. The other studies would include Mankind's Master Plan, Satan's Subtle Strategy, Alignment of the Nations, and Here Comes the Antichrist. This all available on this five-hour audio series on CD entitled Alignment of the Nations. If you'd like to have your own copy, call our toll-free number, 877-674-3298. They'll be able to tell you how you can make your order of Alignment of the Nations. Or you can go to our website, www.prophecytoday.com, and make your order that way. Thank you so very much for being a part of our study as we have taken a moment to take a look at the book. I'm Jimmy DeYoung. I want to remind you everything that we've talked about on this particular study of prophecy indicates that the rapture could happen at any moment. Jesus to shout, the archangel to shout, the trumpet God to sound, and those of us who know Christ caught up to be with him in the air forevermore. And having said that, there is nothing left for me to say except let's keep looking up until...